the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon to you. Happy Monday. Hope you made it through the day unscathed. Happy that you're with us here today. We've got ourselves a full show. We have a lot going on in mm-hmm. the next two hours. Mm-hmm. Not sure exactly how we're going to squeeze it all in. We will. Somehow we'll, Do you think we will? We'll effort our way through mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Are the Pirates tied for last place? Uh, they are half of a game ahead. Of the, of the St. Cardinals. Louis Cardinals. Right. Got that it. could change this evening. Because the cards are in town. I'd like to be going to the game tonight. It's very hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go to uh, the game on Sunday. Okay, great. Kids Day. Great. My brother's coming to town. My brother and I have not attended a Pirate game since Forbes Field. Wow. Mm-hmm. He moved far from Pittsburgh. He's not necessarily a baseball fan, but as a kid, he used to take me to the games. He could he could have cared less, but it's been a long time. He's bringing his grandson. It's his grandson's first attendance at a major league. Oh, baseball that's game. so much fun! Yeah. Maybe so, he'll get a ball. Maybe, maybe. Is he, are you going to go early? Oh yeah, we're going to go batting practice. practice. Sure. Oh, that's so uh-huh. great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Look forward to it. I'm jealous. That sounds like a lot anyway, of fun. But they're in town, so there's plenty of opportunities to go this week. Yes, Just and saying. plenty of opportunities for them to sink into the last place Don't if they that. lose to the cards. Okay. All right. I mean, the only thing that's making me feel good about where we currently are mm-hmm. is that we're ahead of them. Right. And if we follow behind them, then that's going to be awful. Well, last place is sort of a comforting pillow to the Pirates. It is. I mean, it's right? certainly not go, like it's a... It's, well, just snuggle up here. like a position we've never visited. Right. Oh, it's shocking. The Pirates are in last place. Right. Say it ain't so. Yeah, right. It's true. Yeah, what the heck? Coming up on today's program in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, we'll be talking about how scientists have witnessed the birth of a new accent. Mm. I love language. I think it's fascinating how words evolve over the years and how speaking changes and what texting has done for writing and all of that sort of thing. Anyway, this is a very cool story coming up in the five o'clock hour. Um, Also, we'll talk about how Christians have used cameras to expose injustice. This is a fascinating piece in Christianity Today written by a guest who's going to join us today, Christina Ray Stanton. She talks about two photographers in particular who never thought their photography was anything special. They weren't photographers. They were just documenting what was around them, and mm-hmm. they ended up changing the world. So very much looking forward to that. Also, 50 uh, worst TV network decisions ever. All right. Very nice. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a Monday show. I think it is. All right. So without further ado, I mean, the world continues to spin uh, on its axis. So let's talk about the news. How about the, uh, the top four at four? It's Monday, John. Yes, it is. It's August 21st, 2023. And is this a uh, first day of school for a lot of people? Yeah, well, I think probably next Monday is more. Okay. More for teachers, it's like in service day kind of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> How about I just start? You're coughing. coughing. Good. Yeah, I think I'm happy. Good. Well, how'd you get that cough? Yeah, I've been in this room with you for like Suffering the last truth. three and a half months. Number one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my. Want some water? 
As of this morning, 850 people still listed as missing after the deadly Lahaina wildfire, uh, Hawaiian officials said this morning. In a video posted on social media, Maui County Mayor Richard Bisson said 114 have been confirmed dead, 27 have been identified, 11 families notified. That's such a tragic story. The flames ripped through Maui this month with the historic town of Lahaina feeling the brunt of the blaze. Um, Lahaina was once the capital of Hawaii, but sadly was completely devastated with more than 2,700 structures destroyed. Um, We talked about how some residents and tourists were jumping into the ocean to escape the flames, others trying to run. Um, Today, the president is visiting Hawaii. We're going to talk to Greg Clugston, our SRN News White House correspondent, about this in just a couple of minutes. He's going to view the damage, meet with survivors, and already has been criticized for not having a quick response. Do you know? So now every president's going to be blamed for not having a quick response. Of course. Do you know that the uh, the governor of Hawaii is a Pittsburgher? What? Mm -hmm. He grew up in Pittsburgh. He grew up in Pittsburgh. He, He graduated from Quaker Valley. Um, I saw him yesterday on the, one of the news shows, and there he is, you know, full frame. To his left is a Steeler helmet, and then directly behind him is not one but two Penn State baseball caps. So I thought, i got to find out about this guy. Yeah. How about that? He's only been in Hawaii for 23 years, but he's the governor of the state. And somehow became governor that fast. Yins. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that cool? Yinzers are everywhere. Yep. Number two, Hillary downgraded to a post-tropical storm today as it traveled over Nevada, leaving floods and debris everywhere. But thankfully, no reported deaths or major property damage. The National Weather Service said rain gauges in Spring Mountains, which is about an hour's drive from Vegas, recorded five to six inches of rain in 36 hours. Wow. That is really something. Uh, Death Valley was closed after significant flooding. Um, Hillary traveled north into Nevada and also into eastern California after causing less damage to the west than they feared. Um, It did drop historic amounts of rain, though. Uh, Parts of L.A. County got up to seven inches of rain over the weekend. And while that was all happening, did you hear Mm. about the earthquakes? Yeah. It's one, two points. How do you close Death Valley? What? Oh, we're just putting this little sign up. They're going to put Death yellow caution close. tape around it. Right. I don't know what to okay, say to right. that. Um, earthquakes between 2.8 and a 5.1 were rattling the ground oh. yesterday afternoon. That's when you feel like, okay. you know, you're just rubbing salt. The end is nice. Number three, a group of quick-thinking Pittsburgh police officers thwarted a nightclub shooting early Sunday morning at a Lincoln-Lemington-Belmar intersection. Two officers on surveillance around 5 a.m. around the nightclub known as the Bat Cave near the intersection of Lincoln and Lemington. They saw a man who was acting strangely. Officials uh, radioed a sergeant at police headquarters who positioned a city camera on him. The man showed a gun. The officer sprang to action. He was arrested without incident. And they are saying that it is most likely that police stopped a shooting Excellent. with their quick thinking. Police say they have responded to numerous calls in that area for shots fired, aggravated assaults and homicides. Similar proactive patrols are now being held in Homewood and East Hills. More about that at the trip. That can't be anything but good news, no. right? Interesting. They have cameras. Yeah. Right? They can, mm-hmm. they can actually brother. train them. Like, right. And number four, I've got a weird animal story hey, for you because it's a Monday. Week. A zoo in Tennessee says it has welcomed a rare giraffe. Do you know what's rare about it? Oh, I did see this. No spots. Mm-hmm. And that is your top four. So last week you were talking about tigers with their stripes mm-hmm. on, on their skin. Right. Would that mean that uh, giraffes do not have? They do. Their dot. They do. They do. But this one is has no spots. 
wonder what that means. Yeah. Uh, this was born at Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. Uh, she's the only solid-colored reticulated giraffe on the planet. What? Isn't that crazy? Super cool. The last recorded one was born in 72 in Tokyo. Yeah, they are a species of giraffe with brown and orange spots that are native to Africa and listed as endangered. But you can't see any spots. And where is this giraffe? This is in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having a naming contest. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear what sure. they are? Yeah, give me some. Uh, the four choices are Kipiki, which means unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fear Yali, which means unusual mm-hmm. or extraordinary. Shakiri, which means she is most beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Jamela, which means one of great beauty. Okay. How about Lillian? Why Lillian? Because... I feel like it's a name that kind of gets short shrift. It's been Lillian. in my head lately. Lillian the giraffe. No, I, if I'm voting Lil- for those what four. What does Lillian mean? Lillian means. What? I don't know. Flower of Maybe. the desert. Maybe. Kipiki. Gloria. No, no, no. Nothing like that. They're, they're giving it an, an African name, right? Kipiki. Sounds good. Ethel. Mm-hmm. Bertha. No, nothing. That's like someone's grandma. Diane. We love Diane. Marianne? Nope. Tina? Teen. Tina the giraffe. On the ride home. 101.5 WORD. What caused Jesus' death? Well, many medical professionals say it could have been respiratory failure or blood loss or even a ruptured heart. This week on Through the Bible, Dr. J. Vernon McGee takes us to Psalm 22 and shares what he thinks happened in those final moments on the cross. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to hop aboard the Bible bus. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling Calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Summer is almost over, and so are the savings 
savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit GoBachmans.com. If it's Monday at 4.15, that means we go to the White House where Greg Clarkston joins us. Greg Clarkston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, happy start of the week to you. Hope that you and yours are well. Doing well. Hi, John. Kathy, thanks for the invite to be oh, here. Oh, we're always, always so excited. I wish we could offer you snacks. Mm-hmm. Like we would be, you know, happy hosts. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, Zoom doesn't work for everything. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about uh, the tragic situation in uh, in Hawaii and on the island of Maui. Uh, 850 people still listed as missing. Uh, the president's been criticized for a, a, a late response. Uh, what do you know? Yeah, he has been uh, criticized. There was a period of time when he was uh, at the beach in Delaware for a few days of R&R, and he was asked at one point by the group of pool reporters uh, for comment within the first day or two of the fires as they were still raging. And he said at that point he had no comment. Um, And obviously the White House uh, was aware of the situation, and FEMA, you know, that process had already started in terms of emergency response. Uh, But it was seen... Uh, by some uh, observers as uh, being a little tone deaf, which is rather unusual for Joe Biden because uh, empathy is sort of out there on the sleeve for him. And so um, anyway, he he has faced that criticism. He's also, to be honest, faced some criticism from the left. There are any number of progressives, liberals who want uh, the president to go um, farther than what he has done, further in terms of saying this is uh, declaring a climate change uh, national emergency, something the White House uh, has hasn't so far indicated that he's willing to do. So he's taking fire a little bit from both ends of the political spectrum. But right now, he and the First Lady are in Air Force One. They are flying to Hawaii as we speak. They should be landing uh, in on the island of Maui within the next hour or so. And then at that point, they will take an aerial tour by helicopter to view the damage from the air. They will then be on the ground in that town of Lahaina, that historic town that has just been gutted, just devastated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen the pictures in the video and it's just uh, it's just really hard to imagine. So he'll be there meeting with not only officials, but also survivors and community leaders to to, uh, lend the the American people's support. This is good. I mean, this is vital. People talk, Greg, about, well, the president should not be the pastor in chief. But in some ways, the job description does include comforter in chief. It absolutely does. And and often what happens in these situations, whether it's a natural disaster or some other type of, of you know, gun shooting, a loss of life, what happens behind the scenes uh, beyond what we see with the president meeting with officials and getting briefed and taking tours and walking through the streets of, of, of you know, after disasters, that sort of thing. What we don't see is oftentimes the president, and he's not the only president who has done this, meets behind the scenes, behind closed doors, oftentimes for several hours at a time with victims, survivors of victims, uh, and meeting with families. And uh, those are just heart-wrenching, we're told, heart-wrenching situations and conversations that take place. So you're absolutely right. That is a part of the job description, John. Mm -hmm. 
So I wonder, is it, I'm, this is just, an, I guess I'm asking for your opinion here. Uh, this isn't something that you can really quantify, but is every president just in the case of a natural disaster going to be charged with being too late to the game? Well, there's always that um, that challenge, and it's also a tricky balance because you often will hear uh, the White House say, this White House has said it, I have heard previous administrations say it, is that any president does not want to visit a disaster zone uh, and complicate whatever the research, right. whatever the search or the recovery and rescue efforts may be taking place. Uh, there's a large footprint footprint that travels with the president, and so they they are very mindful of that. And FEMA and other local officials have assured the White House that for the president and the first lady to come today will be at a time and place that would uh, not be an interference for those who are still on the ground working. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, let's turn our attention to this coming Wednesday evening. It is the yeah, very first is uh, Republican like? presidential hopefuls debate. And uh, former President Trump has said, I won't attend this one, nor will I attend any future debates. Uh, this is causing ripples. Yeah, Donald Trump has been suggesting for some time that he may skip out on the debates. He's going to be a no-show this Wednesday in Milwaukee. This is the very first GOP presidential primary debate of this 2024 campaign season cycle, and he's not going to be on the stage. Now, apparently eight others have qualified, and there are some qualifying uh, measures that the Republican National Committee has put into place for uh, for the candidates. And so what's interesting is on his social media platform, Donald Trump said that he will not be doing the debates plural, meaning possibly and probably beyond just this week's debate. Uh, going forward. And his rationale is he is so far ahead in the polls. Why would he bother standing on the same stage as people who are in the single digits? And in, and in fact, the low single digits in some cases right. and uh, and put him to the test. And as you might imagine, some of the other rivals have something to say about that. Chris Christie says, basically, if you don't show up, you don't have guts. You're a coward. He mm-hmm. was being very blunt about that. Not surprising from Chris Christie. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a spokesman for DeSantis, said that no one is entitled to the GOP nomination, including Donald Trump, even though he is the former president. And DeSantis's team is saying you have to show up and earn it. And so that's a little bit of the response we're getting from some of the other debaters. Right. But it, it is true, though, that the, the former president stands to lose more than gain by appearing on these debates. That's right. I mean, his poll numbers continue to be strong in terms of especially among GOP voters and those likely to vote in the Republican primaries uh, starting early next year. And he does not see an upside to showing up to these debates and taking the hits. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Speaking of Mr. Trump, uh, it looks like he's going to have to actually appear or surrender formally in Georgia this week, along with all of the other uh, members of his team that were indicted. That's right. There were a total of 19 people, including Donald Trump. In fact, just in the last hour, Kathy, we have learned that the president, former president's legal team was in the Fulton County Courthouse uh, meeting with officials in Atlanta this afternoon, and they were setting the the terms for what's going to be the eventual surrender this week by Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's bond has been set at $200,000. That essentially means that if he doesn't show up for his trial and other proceedings, that he would have to pay that. But the bond has been set. 
And uh, that is this process is going to have to play out not just for Donald Trump, but the 18 other co-defendants who have been indicted in the 2020 election interference case coming out of Georgia. And so all of the defendants, including Donald Trump, have until noon this Friday to formally surrender, to be arrested and to be processed. Mm-hmm. I mean, this does not look good because essentially uh Former President Trump's going to do a perp walk, and from what I understand, a mugshot will be taken, yeah? That's what we're hearing. We uh, we know that in the previous indictments in New York and Washington, uh, there was no mugshot taken. Uh, it looks as if this may be the case in Georgia, so we may have a different wrinkle this time around. And it's also interesting to point out, John and Kathy, that uh, you have um, this happening possibly Thursday, like the day right after uh, Wednesday night's debate. And so maybe when there's a lot of coverage and people are talking or would be talking about the debate and what happened at the, on the debate stage in Milwaukee, we may have this uh, new new video and uh, story developing in terms of, of Trump turning himself in and therefore just overwhelming and once again blocking out coverage of his rivals on the campaign trail. And it's also worth noting that he may have some counter-programming of his own on Wednesday night against the debate. There is talk that he has already pre-recorded an interview with Tucker Carlson, formerly of Fox News, who's got his own show on Twitter, or what was known as Twitter now. And that may be airing on Wednesday up against the debate. So uh, we haven't heard the last of Trump this week, even though he won't be on the debate stage. Strange days indeed. Yeah, Hmm? so he's just trying to suck the oxygen out of every room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And often succeeds. Yeah. All right, Greg, um, let's turn our attention to the economy and what it means for the other side of the aisle. Um, As Joe Biden looks toward an election next year, um, it doesn't seem to be getting much better. No, the president has been traveling the country and really touting what he says are his policies in terms of helping the economy and and move past the uh, the, the COVID pandemic numbers that we saw and all the rest. And while it's true that um, a lot a lot of indicators uh, within the U.S. economy have trended positively, um, nobody seems to be attaching any sort of uh, credit to the Biden administration and to the president himself. For example, he. Uh, will have uh, approval ratings in the low 40s, maybe 42, 43 percent. That's his job approval rating. But for those who are happy with his handling of the economy, the number drops down to like 35 or 36 percent. Mm-hmm. So people are still unhappy generally with uh, with how the economy is affecting them personally in their homes, in their own lives. And they're not giving much, if any, credit to the Biden White House. And that's and that's a struggle for this president as he's running for reelection, because his message, basically his one of his main campaign messages for re-election doesn't seem to be getting through just yet. Mm-hmm. Greg, with our time nearly up, of course, I have to turn my attention to something of little value. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, a story that I'm wondering if you saw about the large black bear that was apprehended in South Lake Tahoe, California. Hank the Tank. Have you heard about Hank? I don't think I have. Mm-hmm. How did I well, miss I'm, that? Again, this is why you tune into the ride home. So uh, <laughs> Hank the Tank was apprehended. He um after 152 reports of conflict behavior, okay, now that includes at least <laughs> 21 cases of breaking and entering, okay? Mm. So Hank the Tank is is as large as he is because of his incredible appetite, and so he breaks into people's homes and eats their food, mm. particularly oh, dessert. 
Hank favors mm. Hank favors dessert. So Hank was apprehended, and everybody was happy about that. He uh, weighs almost three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. But when he was apprehended, and of course he, you know, they shot a dart into him, you know, so that he mm-hmm. could sleep a little bit. Um, they mm-hmm. realized that Hank was a girl. Oh, so they assumed oh because of his girth. And his, you know, incredible obesity, that that was probably a male, but it wasn't. I see. And uh, they found her cubs close by. Oh, my goodness. So now they have all of them together. Uh, and uh, the good news is that they, well, the bad news is that they normally euthanize bears that have this type of behavior. Oh, but the community has risen up and said, we can't let Hank the Tank be euthanized. Henrietta. So they have actually renamed her Henrietta. <laughs> oh, they have? Yes, they have. They're hey, calling there you her, go. They, there you they're go. calling her Henrietta the Tank. Um, and they're going to figure out a way to maybe put her on a, on a diet. Right. I don't know. But after all of this story, it was inspiring to me. And I thought I had only one bit of contact with a bear in my life. And I'm wondering, Greg, are you a camper? Is this something, do you understand how to deal with bears in the wild? I love, we love camping. We haven't I been. I thought you uh, said that. For some time, right. Uh, whether it's tent camping or RV or whatever, we have loved it. And thankfully, we have not had any close encounters with bears. That uh, surprises I, me. Well, uh, I, I, we haven't been to South Tahoe right. either. So, mm-hmm. Right. So and no that's, bears. That's where the president. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. The president's been uh, spending a few days in, in uh, Tahoe. So he, he maybe is in uh, Henrietta's neighborhood, in mm-hmm. fact. Yeah. And have you? Are, do you think you haven't seen bears because you've taken the appropriate precaution? Just luck. I doubt. I doubt no. that. Okay. Yeah. So it's just luck. Just all prayed up. I think so. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, great to talk to you today, Greg. Always a pleasure. And Thanks. And I'll be, be careful where I store my desserts too, because yeah. if that's if that's the draw. Yeah. If you leave coleslaw out, I don't think she's You're that fine. interested. But a carrot cake, I think Henrietta is the here heck. for it. All right. Very nice, Greg. Always a pleasure. Thank you for stopping by. And uh, thank you, John. Thank you, great pleasure. Truly, it is. Greg Clugston, SRN News. White House correspondent. Information about Greg at SRN News, wordfm.com. Take a quick break. Uh, We're talking about smoking next. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Let's face it. Talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to getethos.com now for your free estimate. That's getethos.com. Getethos.com. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem. Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor as this may increase your risk of stroke. 
Eloquist can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eloquist if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eloquist increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eloquist.com or call 1-855-ELOQUIST. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. It will be less humid with a nighttime low of 63. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 80. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 59. Mostly cloudy Wednesday with a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I have a very concrete memories of me being a little boy and my mother handing me a dollar bill and saying, hey, Johnny, go on down to Butler's and buy yourself two packs of Pall Malls. <laughs> and of course, being a good son, sure. seven or eight years old, uh-huh. I'd walk on down to Butler's, hand the dollar over, walk back with uh, two red unfiltered packs of Pall Mall cigarettes. Not for you, of course. Not for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good news is that uh, today Gallup has updated their latest smoking poll. They find that only 12% of U.S. adults say they smoked cigarettes in the past week. That's a slight wow. uptick, uptick from last year, while 11% of uh, those Well, wow, that's really low. Yeah, it is. Now, if you go way back to 1944... Forty-one percent of U.S. adults say they smoked. Wow. Mm-hmm. A decade later, uh, in 1954, it reached a historical high of 47 percent. From then, smoking rates gradually descended, falling permanently below 30 percent in 1989, 20 percent in 2015. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a public health success story. It it's sure a is. Slam dunk. That's absolutely incredible. Yep. And it makes you wonder why in the world we are giving back ground that we gained and telling people it's okay to smoke weed right i wonder what the percentage well, is you know, and how much that's gone up they're in the last couching five it years. in the same terms you know that i mean you know if you look at ads from the 40s and 50s they'll say doctors recommend lucky strikes yes, smooth right. now if you you know drive you'll see the billboards you know weed is compassionate care yes right, right. Weed's good for you. Whatever right. ails you, exactly. weed will fix. So it's a medicine. It's right. a medicinal marijuana. So all the time that public health officials have spent convincing people that in that smoking is bad for you, somehow now... A miracle's happened. They, and smoking's all of a sudden right. super good for you. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It all depends who controls the narrative and for make, what purpose. It doesn't make any right? sense. I mean, how many, you think about tobacco farmers in the South and, you know, Kentucky and whatnot. I mean, gigantic tobacco fields. They lay fallow because people are smoking, of course, right. less and less and less. So people are going to start farming weed. Of course they will. Mm-hmm. 
Good grief. Yeah. I'm so, you know, that smell wafted into my bedroom again last night. It did in your neighborhood. Yep. Oh, really? I don't know who's doing it, but that Someone's is the last walk. thing I want to be smelling at like 2.30 a.m. You know what wafted into my office today is a Japanese flying red bug in my office. Oh, you mean one of the spotted lantern yeah, flies? Yeah, the spotted lantern flies. Oh. In my office. How did it get here six stories up? Well, I, I have no idea, but if you want to see some kind of science fair project, see what's going on on the outside of this building. Lexi, could you believe it? Oh, my goodness. They were crawling all over me while I was walking in. I was scared. What's going it's on? It's like a plague of spotted lantern flies has hit this building. How I've, many? I oh, killed easily, dozens of them I mean, easily. easily a million. Yikes. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. A million? I'm not saying, oh, there's a, a million. million? There's I mean, of them. there's literally... There literally, I, I look. There are there have to be over a million out there. The really? number that are on the one side of the building. When I got out of my car, I almost passed out. Yeah, that's horrible. I could not believe it. I'll, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stand outside and smoke, and that'll get them. Great. Okay, just saying. All right, we'll take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about spiritual truths and self-loathing. Yep, that's next. 101.5 WORD. The Encore 2023 series of listener favorites concludes this week on Truth For Life. You'll find out how in God's economy, your weakness is an attribute, how keeping your promises is vitally important, and how the right focus can keep you steady in a confusing world. Listen to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online, with no complicated forms, and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos, they've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. Freedom. 
Just because time marches on doesn't mean your skin has to. Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont helps you turn back the clock with Smooth Glow, the revolutionary age-defying non-surgical solution to sagging skin, sunspots, and fine lines. You'll see immediate long-lasting improvements in as little as one 45-minute treatment. Get the celebrity sought-after look without injectables. Defy your age at Chilled to Perfection, where your results are their business. Visit ChilledToPerfectionPGH.com. Our next guest is going to share uh, an important spiritual truth about how we should settle this with ourselves and with God before we die. Doug Birch has been a regular guest of ours over the many years. Uh, He's a writer, a podcaster, the author of a book that we love called Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. And Doug, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back. So, Doug, you're going to tell us that... what are you saying? There's one spiritual, we, there's something we have to get settled before, well, I, before we it, die. Yeah, before we die. That, that sounds ominous, doesn't it? It one does. One thing you need to do before you die. But, that's, but, but I feel like I want to know it. I better know it. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the interview to a little bit more of a uh, transparent level here. I want to let you guys know, uh, just 10 minutes before I came on the air here, yep. I got an email from someone who said they never wanted to hear from me again or talk to me again. Uh, Someone I have pastored with and ministered with for years. Oh, Doug, I'm sorry. And I just thought, well, why not go on live radio and talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about that. But I don't want to- Because clearly you've gotten that all figured out already. Right, well, when I had my own radio show, I always thought I'd try to be honest so people would know I'm not just, you know, trying to sell them something. But um, I think this goes well with the topic I wanted to talk with you about, because I'm going to have to contend for this today. Um, I think humans have to, at a strong level, Christians have to understand their worth in this world. And if you don't understand your worth in Christ, uh, you're going to have a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this mean, is one of those times. You mean times, if you're yes. going to be you're going to be looking instead for your worth from other people? Well, I think it's even more than that. It'll just uh, collapse. A lot of us have self hate, and we don't really realize it. Yeah. Um, for instance, you know, John, you wouldn't. Uh, just start saying terrible things about Kathy, you know, mean things, hateful things about her. Uh, yeah. But you might say it about yourself. Yeah. And I think you know what I mean by that, right? 100%. When you make a mistake, like, man, why did I do that? And you're so dumb. And, you know, that kind of self-hate. Yeah. Talk. It's pretty common. And, and I think many of your listeners could relate to that, that we don't hate others as much as we sometimes hate ourselves, where we're constantly measuring ourselves by expectations we can't reach. We have an idol of who we're supposed to be that we never measure up to. And we learn to live with that. It's almost this, we, we call it humility, but it's not really humility. It's just this very low view of yourself. And I want to encourage your listeners, as I'm having to do today, is I have to have a worth that's not dependent upon what other people think. And it starts with understanding God's immeasurable love for me and his immeasurable love for you. And I just don't think, uh, often Christians, sadly, we're introduced to our sins first. We talk about how depraved we are and how sinful we are. I think people actually, if you live enough life, you learn how sinful you are. But I don't know if we learn how loved we are. Uh, my my dad had um, an uncle, or excuse me, it was uh, one of his brothers, my uncle, who just lived a really rough, terrible life outside of Christ. And my father would get really angry at him, and he'd go to meet him and tell him all the things he was doing wrong. You know, some of us have family members like that. And he wanted to 
tell him to repent and tell him, you know, he's going to get judgment and all these things. But whenever he would visit his brother, instead of doing that, he'd just listen and he'd love him. And uh, later, my uncle gave his life to Christ. And he said to my father, he said, I knew that I was sinning. I knew that I was messing up, but I didn't know that I was loved and you loved me. Mm-hmm. And I think some of our listeners need to know that the Bible starts out with God creating humans. And the thing he says is very good, that you are his very good creation. Not that you do very good things, but his heart was delighted when he mm-hmm. formed you. Christ went to the cross so that we could experience the joy of the Father. It says in First John, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy be made full. That's the purpose of Christ's coming, so that our joy may be full, that the joy that the Father and the Son share together in the Spirit, we can have. And so I just wanted to challenge your listeners that one of the best things you can do is to truly contend and understand the worth that has been given you through Jesus Christ. Amen. Doug, I hear that, and I know it. It's hard for me still to wrap myself around it. And I think that's just what it is to be a fallen human. We just, I I see it, I know it, I feel it, it's around me. I experience it all the time, but still the truth of it falls hard against me. Well, you know, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, substance of things not yet seen. And the scripture says that we will actually die in faith and that we will die hoping for things that we don't see yet. Now, I would hope that you would gain the fullness of that understanding, but we still say it and we believe it by faith. And one of the areas where this will really harm you and others, and this is why I really encourage you to contend for this, is it'll hurt your family, your kids, your grandkids, if you don't settle this. Because you can tell them, oh, God loves you, and God is pleased with you, and you can be accepting to them. But they see how you're not accepting of yourself. They see that. And what you do to yourself is even more important than what you say. And so even if you can gather them all around and say, I need to tell you something, I've spent my whole life hating my actions, feeling unworthy, and it's, I've taken it out on you guys in weird ways here, and I, and I don't know if I'll ever get over that, but I want each of you to know that I am dearly loved by God, and so are you. And that's a message we must contend for till our dying breath. Mm. That's good. Doug Bursch is with us. Uh, Doug's a writer, a podcaster, a pastor, author of a great book called Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Um, Doug, I remember... Uh, the day I got a phone call similar to the email that you're talking about, um, and it was somebody that I worked with, and uh, you know, I pretty I knew that there was a, an issue brewing, and so I kind of cut to the chase, and I said, you know, so w- w- wait a minute, like what's what's going on here with this person? And this person said to me, well, the bottom line is I just don't like you. Yeah. And yeah. I, like that, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> nobody wants you know, to hear that. Right. And everybody's experienced those things. I, this is what I want to challenge some of you is I think often when we're trying to defend our worth to others, and I'm a people pleaser trying to make people happy or we're worried about what people say. When someone says something negative to us, if we don't have our worth settled, it becomes a a an amen or a second to what we already believe. So the first belief is I don't love myself. And then when you say something unloving, it's like, ah, that confirms it. 
And so that's the reason we get very reactionary, maybe, and angry at people and attack them, you know, with words, because we're trying to defend a worth that we already think is not worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So we need to start with what Jesus's perspective is, because those things are going to come where people will say terrible things to us, and we need his witness. And when his witness uh, is the witness that matters the most, and if you can agree with it, well, now you have two witnesses, and that can be settled on earth as it is in heaven. So uh, that's what you do in faith when you get that letter or that email or that phone call or a spouse that rejects you. I know the listeners, you guys have faced rejection. And at some level, it's we have to come back to the cross and say, Jesus, I, I, I need to know my value and my worth in you. Because from the rest of the world, if I try to get it there, it crumbles. Right. I mean, it's it's a long life. And, of course, people come and people go you try not to make that happen in your life, but everyone changes in a way, right? So it's yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I know I'm I've been trying to learn a lot of things lately. Uh, I you know want to make everybody happy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in order to do that, I hide parts of myself, and I've found that some people love you as much as you agree with them, right? So you hide the parts of you that you you know yeah. you disagree with. So as you get older, if you have confidence in the Lord, you also start letting people know who you are. And that will influence relationships, right? Because you start saying, this is who I am. And if you love me, you love this part of me, not just the part that I'm trying to present so that you'll accept me. Because that's not a loving relationship. That's some sort of negotiation of a friendship. And that's not what we want. We want actually genuine bonds of love where we can love each other even when we disagree. Right. At the same time, you know, I mean, the shock of hearing that or reading that is still a shock and it does have rever- reverberations, and there's pain that you carry with that. Yeah, yeah. My heart is beating. I feel devastated. I'm trying to figure out how I have to navigate it. And honestly, I was thinking maybe I could model this because I give a lot of advice when I'm on this uh, show. Mm-hmm. Is I want to give you guys the opportunity to pray for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen. We, we promise. Yeah. You can be assured that John and I will pray for you. Um, listeners ask you to pray for Doug, too, because we all know what it's like to have a serious falling out with somebody. And Your legs uh, are cut off. yeah, and a lot of that uh, falling out comes at us uh, in a way that's tough to take. Mm-hmm. So, um, Doug, I thank you for being honest about where you are today. Well, I hope I didn't bring people down yeah, too much. Yeah, you really wrecked, wrecked the whole show. I, I just know there's someone right now who's just, they're wavering in their worth. And I want to say your life has tremendous value. It's secure in Christ, and no one can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, Amen. make sure you hear that message for yourself, Doug. That's good. I will. Doug Bursch, thank you. Posting pieces, his book, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Doug Bursch, uh, truly one of the finest men we know. Mm-hmm. Love Excellent you, Doug. in all deeds. We love you, too. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about Russia and their failed venture into space. That's next. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6745. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. 
there is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6745. That's 800-575-6745. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Beal, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Terry Wardenis here from the Gateway Clipper. Experience a night out in Pittsburgh aboard our Captain's Dinner Cruise. See our beautiful city while you enjoy a delicious dinner, DJ music, and the great company of family and friends. Make your reservations now for a night out on the water at gatewayclipper.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Weirdly. The world is back into a very high-speed space race. I mean, Americans first landed on the moon in 1969. And no one's been back since. No human has set foot on the moon since. However, China, India, Russia, of course, the United States, all of a sudden, it feels, things have ramped up deeply. Uh, The prize is, of course, a couple of things. Water on the moon... There is water, lots of water, apparently, on the south pole of the moon, and the minerals that exist on the moon have great value to, excuse me, those of us here on Earth. So, um, three weeks ago, um, I'm sorry, more than three months ago, the country of India launched a spaceship to land on the moon. Uh, this is all robotics, and this is no, no man is going to set foot on the moon. America is scheduled to do this sometime within the next couple of years. But uh, India launched this spaceship uh, about three months ago, and they're supposed to land on the moon Wednesday of this week. Now, just a little over two weeks ago, the Russians launched a spaceship, a robotic spaceship, that was to land on the moon today. Well, yesterday, Russia, much to their regret, 
broadcast to the world that we regret to inform you that our spaceship Luna has crash-landed on the moon. This is a huge humiliation for Putin because he put a lot of national Mm -hmm. pride into this. Uh, What's interesting is before Russia invaded Afghanistan, uh, Russia and the European Space Union, which, as the name implies, is all the countries from Europe pooling together their resources, they were working with Russia on this lunar lander. But, of course, over the past year, European Space Union has pulled away And essentially, the European Space Union says this, uh, Russian technology, not so great, especially the electronics, not good at all. So what's happened really is essentially no surprise. This has put a gigantic hole in the Russian space program. In some ways, it's kind of like losing the space race all over Mm -hmm. again, but um, such such as it is. It's fascinating to me because you think about, you know, all this time, all this money, all these resources wanting to go back in outer space and close enough to the moon. The moon's, you know, less than 300,000 miles away. Close enough that the prize is there and money will be made on the moon in a very short amount of time. First off, you should watch For All Mankind on Apple. I'm just going to say that again because it's just such an interesting idea. Um, But... I wonder what you think, John, because you followed, uh, you know, the the space race and you're into all things astronomy. How you feel about NASA kind of handing off the space program to be privatized? Do you think that was a good move? Um, it's a double-edged thing. Now, the, now I'll say this. Uh, NASA is not going to hand off Artemis. Artemis is this gigantic rocket that they are building. Um, that they've tested a couple of times, and that's going to be still government NASA, okay. as we would know NASA from the Apollo program. Okay, SpaceX, we needed SpaceX. And I'll say what you will about Elon Musk. There's a lot to be said about that. Mm-hmm. But the, the prowess of SpaceX and their ability to safely and accurately and predictably shoot rockets into outer space and charge the government and private contractors and corporation America, people around the world for satellite usage. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of science there. I think is a really good thing. I think that's going to be the future in some ways of, of space exploration, because it costs the government so much, much money, money, right? Um, and the return often is minimal. So uh, why not privatize space in a way? I think the part of the question is how do you regulate it. And what does it look like? Um, this is what we, I mean, it, and who regulates it? Is there an international tribunal that sets up regulations, well, or is that an American like, thing? You know, so, so when we Russia land on the moon, yeah. who owns the moon? Well, the, yeah, exactly. Who Which owns is, the moon? You should watch for all mankind. Right. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's discussed. I mean, the, the the weird thing is we had such a huge head start. I mean, fifty years ago. China wasn't thinking about this at all. The, uh, you know, India wasn't thinking about this at all. But because of money, we pulled away. We could have been had colonies on the moon by now. We could have owned the moon, essentially. Not that anybody owns the moon. Yeah. I, I okay. Think, well, you said that, you know, when when Indians uh, will potentially land on the moon. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yeah. You said, of course, nobody's going to be walking on the moon. Why, why don't people walk? Why, why is that so off the table when that's already been done? Uh, it will happen. Soon. Okay. But the thing is, you know, what happened 50 plus years ago, the technology has changed so much. And what they plan to do on the moon is going to require heavy equipment, heavy buildings, 
So they're thinking about, you know, it's different to put a little like lunar module, mm -hmm. two people on this. You look at a lunar module, it's essentially made out of aluminum foil. Yeah. I mean, seriously, right. it's like it's like a go-kart. It's so technologically unadvanced, even though it was way advanced for the time. But the next time that we do land people on the moon, we are there to stay. I mean, I mean to stay forever. So they're looking at how do you build this successfully and how do you move heavy machinery and volumes of people, men, women, and whatnot, to be up there for the long term. I love well, it. Well, it didn't work out well in For All Mankind. Oh, please. See, not, <laughs> is that a spoiler alert? I'm just saying. You can see what happened. There were some issues. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, there were some issues. I mean, there are probably going to be issues when this happens, There's going right? to be a lot of issues. How do you work it out? Look, That's what's so cool about the show to me is that they use their imagination to think about what some of those issues cool. would be and how people might decide to solve them. I mean, we don't have peace on Earth. Right. What, how do we think about peace in the solar system? Well, we're, I don't think we're going to just carry our goodness with us when we, we travel. We will right? certainly not, right? <laughs> For all mankind. Right, I don't think we can leave the bad stuff at home. All right, that's the 4 o'clock hour of the ride home. Stick with us. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's 101.5 Word FM, WORD. One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Scout code Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The National Hurricane Center downgrading Hillary to a post-tropical storm this morning. But warned that continued life-threatening and locally catastrophic flooding was expected over portions of the southwestern U.S. and as far north as Oregon and Idaho. Meanwhile, in Canada, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called the wildfires there an extraordinarily serious situation. Even as we're seeing those terrible images, we're also seeing uh, images of how Canadians across the country, particularly out west, are stepping up uh, to help uh, their fellow citizens, their um, neighbors, uh, residents who are fleeing uh, for their lives, uh, in many cases have lost everything. Trudeau speaking to CTV. At Wall Street, the Dow is down 24 points and the Nasdaq up 201. This is SRN News. For me, the little things in life make me smile the hardest, like fancy potato chips. I'm talking about when you open a fresh bag and you see one of those super chips. They're folded like tacos or fortune cookies, but then you have a second and third chip wrap around it, creating this monster chip that you can barely get your mouth around. Those things are awesome. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and I share that useless little thing to ultimately say, you know what's not a little thing, Mr. and Mrs. Word FM listener? Our direct lender advantage. We use our own money and make our own decisions within our own walls. There's no middleman, which means whether you're finally making the move on a new home or you're looking to cash out some of that newfound value your current home has earned, we can often move faster and get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? 
That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read the secret war on cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read the secret war on cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Pittsburgh Urban Christian School in Wilkinsburg. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. Subscribe to Retirement Watch and you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter, five model portfolios, five free reports covering issues like estate planning and annuities to help you protect your money from the government and grow your nest egg. All for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com. Yourretirementwatch.com. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. It will be less humid with a nighttime low of 63. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 80. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 59. Mostly cloudy Wednesday with a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We had, by every measure possible, a wonderful time Friday night. I mean, a wonderful time. Was that was that a blast for you? Friday night was the um, Word FM Faith and Family Cruise mm-hmm. on the Gateway Clipper. And it was so much fun. Yes. Sure was. Everything you said was completely right. Uh, we talked to a ton of people. My only regret is that I didn't talk to more people. I know. Right? There, the cruise wasn't actually long enough for all the people that I wanted to talk to. Yeah. So if we missed you, we're sorry for that. Yeah. It wasn't like trying to snub anybody. I know. And there were several people I know who ah, were who were waiting ding. to say hi and we were talking to somebody else and then you were being just, polite and then the yeah, time went by. And I'm I'm really I'm very sorry about that. Yeah. We would love to talk to you uh, on the next cruise. But here we see there is that, going to be another one. There is? Yep. There is going to be another what? one. Who, who, I heard it today. That? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh so here we sit in this room, you and I and Lexi. I mean the three of us, you know, ensconced, you know, behind these, you know microphones and whatnot so we don't we don't know who's out there right so it's kind of really cool to sort of peel back the curtain mm-hmm. so to speak and people go oh hey and they they already know us right which is very strange that's just the nature of being here in media sure and so things that you forgot that you said which is pretty common people will bring up and they go remember when you said and you go 
Uh, yeah. I forget. You know how, Kathy, you always say, mm-hmm. and I think, oh, yeah. do I always say that? Yeah, That's yeah. awful. But it was a lot of fun. It Seriously, was really I, a great I, night. I mean, it gives me a, a, a great sense of pleasure to know that you're out there and that as we share our day-to-day, and of course we talk about our Lord, that people are out there and they're engaged and, you know, sometimes nodding their head, oftentimes disagreeing or mm-hmm. whatnot, but it is certainly a Christian yes, community. it is. It's really it cool. I just love it yeah, so much. Yeah, we really, really appreciate you showing up. And saying hi. Mm-hmm. That was really terrific. And Lexi went up and down the steps about 62 times right. in that uh, two and a half hour period. Lex, have you recovered? Yeah, I have. Uh-huh. A lot of people watched me sweat. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's I mean, always pleasant, it was, isn't it? I yeah. have to say, yeah. uh, it was an exhausting evening. It was. It was for sure. But I had a great time talking Excellent. with everyone. Good. Yeah. And we got some artwork. Yeah, we got some artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was super fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw people who we see at every one of these events. I love it. And people we've never seen before. How about the couple who was married 67 years? Yes. Wasn't that great? That's wild. I know. It was 67 years. Yep. And and they were there to celebrate. Yeah. There. She said, we just wanted to celebrate it with all of you. That's, That's what so she cool. told me. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice indeed. So, uh Good to be part of this community, yeah, right? Yeah. Our broadcast family. It yeah. really is. So stay in touch. We'll let you know when the next one's happening All right. um, because it will be coming up in the next six months. Is it really? Yep. Uh, well, how about if we go out there like in December? Can you imagine how cold Feb- it would We went out there in February last oh, that's year. That's right. We did, yeah. And I, I did like bring a jacket, like a, a pretty – and it was fine. I didn't even really Braced. need it. But nobody's hanging out up on the deck. No, no. It's not, there's nothing like doing it in the right. summer. How about the coin guys? They were very was nice. Was cyber very, coins? Yeah, I was very happy to well, meet now, the coin guys. They were giving away coins like from King Herod. Right. What? I know. How, how is that even a thing? Yep. Right? The wonders of history. I mean, I used to collect pennies as a kid, right? Like 1909. Those seem very new compared to what they were talking how about. How do you even cruise. get a, a coin from King Herod's time? I can't even. With the story behind it. I, That's so cool, right? We need to take a break, but after that, we're going to come back and talk about photography. Uh, There is a story of two Christians who lived in two different places at two different times who used their camera to change the world without even setting out to do that. Anyway, it's coming up next. So glad you're along because it's the Monday edition. The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Everybody's talking about it. It's that time. Time for Back to School. If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot more. A different menu each day. The locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the Springhouse. And be sure to save room for apple pie, ho-ho cake, Oreo cheesecake, or lots of other from-scratch goodies for dessert. Have I made you hungry yet? Let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 
724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Attention taxpayers. If you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has green-lighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-419-0017. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-419-0017. That's 800-419-0017. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day, built upon the foundation of God's Word from pre-K through graduation. I think we can all agree that Eden Christian Academy has done a fantastic job of laying the groundwork for our faith. But now it is time for us to make the decision to plant our roots in the Lord. I will forever thank God for the teachers, coaches, friends, and mentors from Eden who have poured into my life and the community that surrounded me and helped me find my faith. Eden Christian Academy, building his kingdom one life at a time. Fall enrollment is open now at EdenChristianAcademy.org. couple of names, um, which I've never heard of. Jacob August Rees and Alice Seeley Harris. Uh, these two names were, were unknown to me before I read this article. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh, but God works in incredible ways. And, um, and he works through people's vocations. Yeah, right. That's one of the things I got from this article. That I started out this way. And then this happened, and it changed yeah, the way and, I spoke and saw things. Well, yeah, and by the way, we're talking about an article in Christianity Today. What's the title of it, John? Capture This, How Christians Use Cameras to Expose Injustice. And I would say poverty and injustice. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I In reading the article about these two photographers, I was thinking how important it is that people realize that if you are a believer, then whatever your job is, is your ministry. And God wants you to excel in your work. Right. So whether uh, you do contracting or whether you work in a bank or whether you're a chef or whether you uh, work in a radio station like this. Whatever you do, uh, do it to the very best of your ability because these people were not trying to change the world for Jesus. They were just trying to be take good pictures. Yeah. And they ended up changing the world for Jesus. I mean, it's just so wild, isn't it? Um, we're waiting for Christina Ray Stanton to join us. But you think, you know, you go back to like the early, early days of photography. I mean, photography was invented like, you know, uh, 1850s, but it really didn't become mainstream until the turn of the century. And then it really didn't become like, you know, sort of, you know, ubiquitous every day Mm -hmm. until Kodak developed, you know, one shot films. 
But until that time, it was a mysterious, often cumbersome, expensive endeavor to go out and take photographs. But once it became, you know, sort of a Kodak box camera, mm-hmm. then it became all over the world. So people would go out and shoot photographs and then, like, you know, take them to the local photo store. Someone would develop them. And then you know, there they were. I mean, we're so spoiled right now. by oh, because, seeing, you know, oh, because we're surround. We can take a, a picture of anything and everything. Right. And so we're awash in images. Yeah. And, and, and I think the art of it has shrunken. Because people feel like, well, every, anybody can take a picture. And that's true, right? Everybody can. So what was once miraculous has now become every day. But there was a time, especially when the world was so large, people were shocked and amazed by what they were seeing. Christina Ray Stanton joins us. She's an award-winning author of Out of the Shadow of 9-11, an inspiring tale of escape and transformation. But today here to talk to us about photography, poverty, and injustice. Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's our pleasure. So John and I both love uh, good photography, and um, we love to take pictures, but I don't think either one of us are like super great. Award-winning. For, right, for certainly not award-winning, Christina. But we love we love uh, photography and the art of it. And, you know, I think of, of photographs who that changed the world. We had, um, we had Kim Fook on our show multiple times. She was the napalm girl. Um, she was the little girl who was photographed in the middle of the Vietnam war. Changed the course of the Vietnam it war. Changed the course of the Vietnam war. Um, and what you told the stories that you, uh, related in the CT article are similar types of things where images became more than images. Um, they really did change how people saw things. Yep. So, uh, first of all, talk about each of the people that you decided to focus on? So I focused on two people, um, Lady Alice Seely Harris, who was a British missionary to the Congo at the turn of the century. Uh, Back then it was called the Congo Free State. And then I talk about Jacob Rees, who was a a writer um, at the turn of the century um, in New York City. And there's a lot of similarities between these two folks. But uh, what they would probably say even now is they weren't photographers. They had no desire to um, take photographs of uh, just their lives weren't weren't in that direction. Um, Alice was a missionary. She wanted to bring Christ to uh, to the Congo and teach literacy. Jacob Reese was a was a writer and he wrote for several different New York City uh, newspapers. And they both kind of fell into um, finding out about social injustice that was happening uh, around them. And they both realized that, wow, uh, photographs can really expose what is in our hearts, what we're seeing right in front of us in a way that our writing or our mission work or what have you um, is is not addressing. In fact, in Alice's case, um, her whole mission changed. The mission became... Um, exposing the exploitation and abuse that were happening to the locals there in the Congo. And, and, in, and in Jacob Reese's uh, situation, he was, uh, he, he trailed the police on their, their night police beat in the Lower East Side. And he was so appalled by the living conditions of primarily uh, the immigrants that were coming in at the turn of the century that he decided, um, I'm going to address this. This, this, just, this is just no, this is just a no. And what can I do in my power 
um, to to uh, expose this to to the world and see if it can get addressed. And both of those, both of them did that in their own regions and they inspire me so much. Excellent. So there's Jacob August Reese. And and as you say, not necessarily a crusader to start out with, but to really show the squalor and the poverty, especially of of lower Manhattan, uh, immigrants coming to the city looking for a better life and then find themselves really sort of stuck in a life of misery. Taking these photographs, and especially with the new invention of flash photography, I mean, what I really appreciate is that you've also uh, provided a link on your um, article at CT, which shows deeper all the hundreds and hundreds of photographs that Jacob Reese uh, photographed. When he showed these photographs in public, and, and you talk about this, Christina, that at the end of showing these photographs, he had a, an image of a cross, which in some ways was a call to action, yeah? Yes, yes. So both of these folks were Christians. and. Really, what's so interesting to me is how they expressed their love for Christ in trying to expose and address, again, the expectation and expectation and the abuse that they saw in front of them. And they used photography to do it. And they, they, they did. I mean, that was, it's just amazing that they just looked at it as like, here's a tool. I can use this tool. And, but that's really, they were, they were both Christians at heart. And whatever they did, I believe it's, it was to glorify God. They believed they were glorifying God and they were uh, following the commandments of the Bible by exposing this injustice and by using this tool of photography. That was just a tool that fell into their hands that they realized, hey, this could do it. But I really believe their 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 interest and their motivation was glorifying God. Now, what's interesting is, and you write about this, you know, the churches today, uh, outreach po- programs are part and parcel of what it is to be a believer in your local church. But you write this, Reese was convinced that strong outreach programs were essential to growing a church congregation. And he praised those with sewing and cooking schools, kindergartens and soup kitchens. Quote, this is the kind of faith that moves the world, mountains and all, and fills the churches. Not sermons, but service, he wrote. And his photographs swayed audiences far more than his writings and his lectures. Yeah, so he went on, he was supposedly a wonderful storyteller. And he went on, there was something called the lecture, uh, Lantern Slide Lecture Circuit at the Hmm. time, which is kind of, I kind of look at it as like a a, a kind of a vaudeville circuit, is where people would go and they would show the slides, uh, the the pictures that they took and explain. It's just like people who traveled a lot and people didn't travel much back then. Um, He used that, that's, uh, that circuit to, um, he was doing everything he could to rope as many people in as possible to, to have them understand, hey, listen, especially Christians, because he really mainly spoke to a, to a Christian audience. And listen, we are collectively, as Christians, we're supposed to address this. And, and if your church isn't, or if, and if you're not, then you need to. And he was supposedly just such an influential talker. And, um, um, but he really did believe that we were mandated to be watching out for each other, to expose injustice wherever it is, and to help. And he had no, um, uh, he, he, he did not suffer people who, who, who weren't actively out there and helping the poor. I've, he wrote 12 books and I've read all 12 of them. Wow. I, and if you, if you read these books, it's so interesting to read a book from 1903. And actually I read it as if it was, he could have been, he could have been speaking the same thing today. Really? He was like, 
basically get off your tuchuses mm. because this is what we should be doing. This is as, as a Christ follower, we need to be out there and, 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 and addressing these needs. And he, you could tell that he was, he must've been such a passionate man. I just almost imagine him when I'm reading his books of, of how he was as a speaker. And he, I, I just, I just, uh, I, I'm inspired even by reading his, his, his books nowadays, but he really did believe that we had an obligation as a Christian to, to be out there and, and addressing and, and really, but, but what was interesting about him is he didn't, he didn't set out to do this. Neither did Alice Seeley Harris. I just believed that this need was put across their paths uh, and they responded to it. Um, and they believe that, uh, you know, as in the book of Esther, I'm here for a time as this, and I have to take this, and this is what God has put on my heart to do. And, and I'm again, so inspired by that. And that's one of the reasons why I did a lot of research on both of them, because, you know, what about that inspired them? How they, they, they completely upended their lives and what they, what their goals were, what their personal goals were, what their professional goals were to try to address this. And that just is, is, is fascinating. Christina Ray Stanton is our guest, award-winning author of Out of the Shadow of 9-11, an inspiring tale of escape and transformation. But we're talking today about an article she wrote for Christianity Today called Capture This, How Christians Use Cameras to Expose Injustice. Christina, when I think of uh, what the the squalor conditions of New York City were in the early part of the 20th century, um, it you know, it makes my skin crawl. But at the time, people who weren't living in those tenements just didn't know about it. Um, And so what Jacob Reese did was so vital. I mean, I just I can't imagine it happening another way, Uh, because once you see the image, you can't unsee it. Well, and I live in New York City, and it's amazing to me, and I live in lower Manhattan, as a matter of fact, and it's amazing to me that, wow, by subway, it takes me all of 15 minutes to get up to the the Midtown area. And, you know, at that time, that was the Gilded Age time, and the the Rockefellers and Vanderbilt's and Astros were living on Fifth Avenue, which, again, in in my day is 15 15 minute subway ride. And it's still only a few miles from the Lower East Side of the day of Jacob Reese. But these, uh, the uh, basically the poverty did seem to be happening in some kind of a near isolation that literally a lot of Gilded Age folks didn't know about it. Hmm. And he set out to expose that saying, hey, hey, you all, this is what's happening here. And it's almost like he was trying to do his own little home mission trip. But instead of bringing the Gilded Age folks to the Lower East Side, he took photographs and sent it their way. And so that's that was really his uh, the, the effect he was trying to produce. But as small as Manhattan is now and it was back then, it, it, it did seem that uh, there was a huge uh, chasm between the rich and the poor. And got to understand, like, you're right. During the turn of the century, the Lower East Side, there were millions coming in through Ellis Island getting processed. And their first stop was the Lower East Side. So that was considered the melting pot. In fact, the, the melting pot term was coined there in the Lower East Side. People would get off those boats and go to the Lower East Side to find their people you know, who spoke the same language sure. and to get a foothold into this country. And they even say that 600 people per acre were living in the Lower East Side. Wow. That is a time period that's mm. never been seen before and never been seen since. Mm. So as much as people talk about, yes, I mean, things are, conditions are bad here. We need more affordable housing. Absolutely. But that was an unprecedented time uh, in American history. And New York City was the cesspool of it. And they're just 
has never been anything like it. And so that's where you came in with uh, building constructors who were um, who are constructing these this terrible housing. In fact, Jacob Rees called it death by house. He believed that that was the basis for social ills was a horrible living condition with no ventilation that was a cesspool of a disease and um, and that was just emotionally, you know, just taxing to 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 live in these places that were so down at the heels. And it was really housing that he had uh, that really riled him up. He cared about poverty in general. He really cared about uh, children being raised in poverty. But it was housing that really got his goat. You can tell that from his books. Interesting. We're and talking with Christina Ray Stanton is with us. We're talking about articles she wrote for CT. Capture this: How Christians Use Cameras to Expose Injustice. Christina, uh, let's leave the United States and, and uh, talk about the Congo and uh, the King, um, who. Uh, Really, King Leopold of Belgium was uh, just squeezing people's life's blood out of them. I mean, you think about cannibalism what and a torture. Story. I mean, and a, a young newlywed couple who had every intention of photographing the landscape, uh, the flora and the fauna, took a camera with them and discovered something entirely different. So they arrive on site in 1898, four days. Well, they, they set off from, from England four days after their wedding, which I think is so amazing. Yeah. They, they, these, this couple met an outreach program in London, said, you want to be a missionary? I want to be a missionary. Uh, we want to, 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 to take uh, glorify God in, 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 in the world. And they set off for the Congo four days after they got married. And they arrived and they started meeting people and realized something is amiss. They weren't sure exactly what, but they did see people with missing hands and missing feet. They were hearing that they were being abused. It took them, it took them a while to, you know, like what exactly is going on here? In fact, there was even talk of, um, there's, there's a book written about, um, about, uh, uh, Alice Seeley Harris. And they even thought, you know, briefly, Hey, maybe it was a tribal ritual. To, for, to have missing limbs. They weren't sure. But then villagers started trusting them. They realized that even though they were white, they were not the aggressors. These were, these were safe people. And so the villagers started coming up to them and telling them about, about the abuse in the country. And then uh, when Insala of Walla came and produced um, his, his babies, um, uh, was it the hand and the foot, he realized, okay, that, and she took a picture of it she realized this is my mission this uh and then she started um basically finding people taking pictures of them and trying to document the abuse and sending these pictures smuggling them out sending them all around the world to try to get champions because understand jacob reese and alice Lee harris were not powerful people by the world standards they were not they had to find people uh, to champion their cause who, who were who were the influencers of their day and they did they both did and um, so, which, which I think is part of the amazingness of their story is that they realized, hey, I'm just a, this one lowly person, but, but by gum, I'm going to find somebody who, who is an influencer to help out. They did and, and helped to expose all that abuse. And uh, in part because of Alice's photos, she brought down a king. That's that says incredible. something. That sure That's does. an incredible story. It really is. It is. Well, Christina, thanks an awful lot. I, we really appreciate you shining the light on these uh, two figures, Jacob August, who, Jacob August Reese, 
Right. And uh, Alice Seeley Harris, this is fascinating to both of us. Uh, we would encourage our listeners to go online and look at the article and then dig deeper and see the photographs them yourself for a, a history lesson. I mean, poverty and injustice is still, of course, flourishing in this world. But to think that uh, photography changed, its, at least in some small way, the course of history, this is a very powerful thing. So, Christina, thanks so much for this. Thank you for having me on. Find more by Christina Ray Stanton. Her book called Out of the Shadow of 9-11, An Inspiring Tale of Escape and Transformation. We'll take a quick break. Come back. It's the Daily Feature. Does this make sense? That's next on The Ride Home. <coughs> Maybe you have a junior or a senior in high school and you're thinking ahead. Okay, let's go and let visit different colleges. You've done this, right? This is, this is how this works. I remember going with my son when he was an early senior in high school. We went to Grove City College. We were there maybe an hour, and he turned to me and said, this is my school. And I was like, what do you mean? This is the first place we visit. He said, no, this is where I belong. I feel it. I know this is what I want to do. Hmm. Funny, we had a similar situation in our family, except I wasn't on the trip. It was my husband with our daughter, and uh, she was at the end of her junior year in high school hmm. and took a trip up to Grove City. And she had already kind of decided she was going to go to Pitt because I went to Pitt, um, and because she, she kind of grew up in Oakland, she went up there, did the tour, came home, and said, that's where I want to go. And I said, wait what a minute, you what? Go see? What, are, what are you talking about? It's your first place, yeah, right? Yeah, but that's where she wanted to go, and that's where she went. If you've not been to Grove City, you really got to see the place. It's a 180-acre campus, beautiful, really inspiring. Mm -hmm. It'll feel like home. So if your child, junior, senior in mm -hmm. high school, thinking about where to land, Schedule a visit, yeah. and I'm telling you, you're going to love what you see. Find out more information online anytime, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. John's family loved it. I loved it. You might, too. Current events are unfolding like it's right out of the book of Revelations. From the threat of AI to genocide, wars, man-made bioplagues, everything prophesied in the Bible looks like it's happening now. After speaking to Christian leaders from all over the world, I believe the next step it's a man-made crisis completely designed to take over our economic freedom. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, a Christian author and media analyst who breaks down current events to people just like you who are concerned about their future and the future of their families. I always tell my listeners and my people perish for lack of knowledge is what the Bible says. You need knowledge about gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group. That's the best, best option. To see why, text the word FAITH to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. I recommend you get their info kit. That's faith to 989898. And then you'll be armed with the information you need in order to have peace of mind and guide your affairs with great wisdom. God bless you. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Tonight, we'll see partly cloudy skies. It will be less humid with a nighttime low of 63. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow will reach a high of 80. 
Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 59. Mostly cloudy Wednesday with a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Oh, uh, this is going to be a good one. Does what make sense? It's not that good. I just... Generic soda. Oh, oh. You know, yeah. somebody in the uh, in, in our office uh, uses generic soda. Okay. Back uses. in the fridge. What uses? uses? Drinks. <laughs> Use, drinks. Right, Lex, you see it back there, right? What is it? You don't see it? Oh, yeah. I'm oh. kind of tempted because like it's in the it's in the door. You open yeah, up the fridge. Yeah, okay. So it's like a food club variety, food right. club brand, or it's you know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Something like. Oh, that. I got no problem with market, that. Market district. No okay. problem with off-brand okay. soda. It's always kind of like interesting or weird. I mean, in Swissville, we grew up with Regent Pop. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Cherokee Red, which you would consider? No, that's a brand. Okay, it is. Right. That's a brand. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, like you say, food club or yeah. Walmart makes their own soda. Yeah. I mean, everybody does. Uh huh. It's not their company. It makes perfect sense to me. I like it. Okay. Because the big brands tend to dominate. Yeah. So make room for the little guy. Yeah. You're saying it doesn't make any sense? You're saying it makes no sense. <laughs> I don't think it what? Does. How, why does it make any sense? I feel like it's a. <laughs> what? When you. I feel like it's a disappointing option. <laughs> oh. Gee, I don't. Like, I. I feel like I'd rather not have it. No, no, no. No, not just I feel like I know. I would rather not have it oh, I think than it... have food club really? cola. No, you're missing that. No. Like when you travel, like road trip, you know what I love to do? Road trip, and then you go and eat like weird brands of potato chips. What are they, oh, what are they eating out here in you know South Dakota? Okay, I'm fine with that. That's the same thing. It's not the same thing. There's something what? about soda that to me, you either go... Your mellow yellow, your vanilla Coke, your Mm-mm. diet Pepsi, your you no, know you're that. your Minute Maid, whatever in the can, or you just have water. I don't. Think I, so. I don't. I'm just. I'm not going because I'm not going food club ginger ale it's because like a, it does. That doesn't make sense. It's like a local accent. It doesn't. Okay, I think it makes sense. Okay. All right. Does this make sense? This is not like some earth-shaking thing. The rear windshield wiper. Oh my gosh! I have such strong feelings about this. I. Does it make sense? It's everything. It's nothing. No. It is nothing. No. It's a wanna, waste it of is, everything. If you don't it have never it, works. you are jeopardizing no, your safety no, and not. the safety of those around That's you. That's not true. It is. It's it a is scam. so important. It's useless. It is it if I oh. I'm not buying any car without a rear wiper. What? That's how strongly I feel about it. I use that thing and I go, really? Like I, what it, what are you seeing out the back without using your rear wiper? Like I'm seeing what's behind me. You're in the rain. You're seeing like lights. Like okay, there no. are lights back there. Well, how's that helping you? It does this little sweet thing. It's about a, a, maybe a six inches. You kind of go. Is that That's something behind true. me? That's not true. You have to use your wiper fluid to no. clear things away. It is essential. I don't think for so. safety. Have a food club soda. Don't use a wiper. One hundred one point five W O R D. Two things that hit a family budget the hardest, the price of gas and of groceries. Let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway. The grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries. Three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards, and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries. That's $18,000 total. Sign up to win now at wordfm.com slash contests. Attention Medicaid patients. 
If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. Summer is almost over, and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding? Bachman's has got your back. Call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit gobachmans.com. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation in a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem. Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. Television. Mm-hmm. Uh from the days when there were, you know, the three networks that were colossal in this media world. Two, uh, four, and 11. Yeah. Or 53 and sometimes 22. But two, four, and 11, ABC, CBS, NBC, for decades, they ruled mm-hmm. the media empire. Now, of course, deeply watered down. Uh, things will never go back to the big three. But Rolling Stone... Uh, did a profile of the 50 biggest mistakes uh, on television, 50 biggest, 50 worst TV network decisions ever. And there are some colossal ones there, in there. There really, I mean, really are. Uh, I can go number 10 forward. No, no. I, I want to highlight a couple that are that are later, like further down. Okay, good. I want to start with number 41, mm-hmm. John, Well, as I scroll to get it. When... <laughs> Do you remember this? Geraldo takes viewers inside Al Capone's vault. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? That was a ratings bonanza. It was. 30 million people tuned in mm-hmm. to the television television special. What year do you think that was? Ooh. 
84? Close, 86. Okay. April 21st. Uh, Geraldo was like hyping the event. There was going to be unbelievable stuff that we were going to find out. He had medical examiners on hand in case there were bodies there. There were IRS officials in case money was tucked away. But here's the thing. You don't crack open a vault on live TV when you have absolutely no idea what's inside. And in this case, there was like nearly nothing there. Nothing. Nothing. There were a couple empty bottles and a lot of dirt. Can you imagine Geraldo opening that I mean, thing up? I mean, it was a horror show. Yeah. I mean, I that was absolutely... Okay, I mean, now, he that, just apologized that for the next two oh, decades. And he's still trying to work his way out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's This is number 32. Dan Rather fails to vet supposed George W. Bush documents. This was a humiliation oh. for CBS News. Um, rumors were swirling that the president didn't fulfill his duties to the Texas National Guard. Remember yeah, that yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, early yeah. 70s? It was going to be an explosive story because, you know, George W. Bush was responsible for the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And anybody who was opposing him was just going to say, well, Bush didn't serve his country during Vietnam, even in a limited capacity. So he could never be commander in chief. The only problem was there was no way to prove that he actually did go a wall from the Texas National Guard. He strongly denied it. Um, and then at this was in 2004, documents surfaced, which Dan Rather put on 60 Minutes and said, this proves that he absolutely did not go, did not want to go. Yikes. You know, within hours, bloggers began examining the papers. They raised red flags and they eventually proved beyond any reasonable doubt that the memos were forgeries created on a computer that was like two years old. Hmm. I mean, it was real. Anyway, CBS could have found out about that broadcast, about that before the broadcast. They could have saved endless amounts of humiliation. It cost Dan rather his job. Um, And then, of course, that wasn't even an issue during the election. It was so stupid. And it was just one of those things that they... They used the muscle of CBS News to go at a presidential candidate. And Dan Rather's career goes down in flames. Yep. He was a gigantic star at one point. Yeah. And let me just say, remember when the Academy Awards asked James Franco to co-host? He showed up. With, totally, totally blown away. Yeah, and it was, it was so it was so incredibly unfunny. Poor Anne Hathaway yeah, she had was nothing. also ter- there was nothing there. Yep, yep. Okay, uh, let me go to number ten. Okay. Do you remember this? David Caruso leaves NYPD <gasps> Blue after one season. Yes, when, and he was so he was ju- awesome on that show. Oh, he sure was. He was he was fascinating to watch. David I didn't Caruso, even like that show, but I oh, loved great I loved him. David Caruso was a bit player in Hollywood. I mean, like little tiny parts for 15 years. Finally, the door opens. He gets a major break. He's a lead on like the number one TV show in Hollywood. He asked for a big race. The producers said no. He thought he was going to be a big movie star. He said, okay, see you later. His first two films were abject failures. He won like, you know, Raspberry Awards as the worst films, you know, of that year. He finally crawled back to do uh, what CSI for ten seasons, but it is the like the cautionary tale. When you get your big break, yeah. take it and be grateful. Right. I mean, yeah. That that was a total waste of yep. talent. How about uh, the networks call Florida for George W. Bush in two thousand? 
100 million votes were cast for president in 2000. It all came down to the state of Florida. After weeks of vicious battles, G.W. Bush declared the winner by a mere 537 votes, a margin of 0.009%. No possible way for the networks to have any idea who won the state on election night. Uh, the my, hanging chads. Oh, my gosh. My sister, who lives in New Jersey, yeah. she and I were on the phone until 5 in the morning. See, that sort of set the stage for what happened, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, in some ways. With President Trump. Because here's the thing. They gave Florida yeah. to Gore. Yep. And then they took it back. Yeah. It wasn't like it was in the undecided column. Yeah. It was like they – oh, it that was <laughs> that was high drama. Yep. Okay, so according to Rolling Stone, HBO – TNT, Showtime, all turned down Breaking Bad. They all passed on it. Really? Right? Yeah. Uh, and it ended will. up to be AMC, right? Yep. Uh, of course, a gigantic which was like hit. Which is like such a small network compared to the other ones. Sure was. Uh, bad decision number seven, Fox gave Chevy Chase a talk show. Remember that? 19- that was that was a, a clear case of somebody being in the wrong space. Right, 1993. You know what I mean? It was like when when uh, and I, this is one of the other ones later is when uh, ESPN put Rush Limbaugh on as a, a football commentator. Yep. Do you remember that? Yep. It was it was the wrong it was the wrong person in the wrong job. How about as a follow up, Jay Leno, David yep. Letterman, Johnny Carson? Yep. What a debacle that I know. was. It was a total debacle. Total debacle. And I never liked Leno. Neither did I. Yeah. I was not really a fan. I mean, I think he seems like a nice guy, but I, I just, I never thought he was funny. Yeah, uh, it wasn't my And I didn't think tea. he was a good host. Um, yeah, I, by every account, Letterman was superior, right? But Letterman changed. When Letterman moved from yes. NBC to CBS, CBS. he became he, kind of bitter yeah. and snarky. Caustic and yeah. cynical. Yeah. Not that he was, uh, you know, he was ever a choir boy. He was funny, yeah. Um. Uh, bad mistake number five, Roseanne torches her career oh, with my. a racist tweet. Remember that? Well, she's just over time find, found a way to shoot herself in the foot yep. repeatedly. And I guess that's just – I guess the problem is not her saying it. The problem is why does she, why does she actually think those things, let alone letting them come out of her mouth? Right. Uh, number three, Fox passed on The Sopranos. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, what was this? Was that HBO? That was HBO. That was the major hit for yeah. HBO. Probably the biggest hit for Just HBO. Just like Breaking Bad was the biggest hit for AMC. Right, right. Yeah, they passed on it. Um, it probably wouldn't have worked on Fox, but it was still an enormous mistake. Wait, AMC, is that right? Is that the- AMC for what? Is that the name of the network that, yeah. that Breaking Bad was on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, um, NBC. Uh, this is according to Rolling Stone. They turned Donald Trump into a television titan. Yes, they did. Say what you will. Yeah, of did you ever they watch did. the show? Yeah, The Apprentice. The Apprentice. I never watched. Never. That. I've never saw an episode of it. Neither have I. No. But it was gigantic. Lexi, did you ever watch that? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, gigantic hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, massive, and it set the stage, of yeah, course, for sure. for his presidency. Sure. Um, according to Rolling Stone, the number one mistake in television. Now, this is kind of a weird call. Although, if you watch the show, Jeff NBC Mike. cancels Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great show. Did you ever watch that show? I never watched oh. it, but I mean, uniformly, that that's the number one thing I hear. It's is a that very if funny you're show. looking for a show that should have lived to Forever. fight another day, or maybe seven other days, then that's Freaks the one. Freaks and Geeks. We watched that show uh, with our kids. Was that they Judge rolled. Apatow? Yep, yeah, it, it yeah. was. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, Seth did you Rogen, ever see, did you ever see that, Lex, Freaks and Geeks? Not at all. Okay. Oh, have you heard there. of it? No, I have not. Okay. Haven't you? Oh, nope. you'd love it. Yeah, you would love it. Yeah. It's right up yeah. your alley. It's a yeah, high wait. school drama. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Uh, suburban Childhood in Michigan. Yeah. I mean, it was like this all-star cast. really was. When you look back on it, all these people who decades later have had major careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to be a television programmer, isn't it? How do you know what's going to work and what's not going to work? Well, what about the ending on Lost? That didn't make the top 10. It didn't. But, what, was it in there in the yep, 50s? Yeah, it's at 18. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. The problem was, is it, when people were wondering, so what's going on on the island? Yeah. Everybody guessed what it was. Yeah. And instead of the creators just saying, that's what it wait was. and see, they said, oh, no, no, that's not it. Yeah. It's something else. And so then everybody was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they so people came up with 10,000 other ideas. And then when the show finally ended, and that's what it was, that we all thought it was all along, we yeah. were like, what? Almost as bad as, you know, Jr. In, in the shower, right? Bobby in the shower with you Dallas. You know what? I didn't give a care about Dallas. Oh, yeah. That was a gigantic one. I never. Like, what year was that, Dallas? Like 82, 83? 88, yeah, somewhere something in that like that. Right. Um, what about The Office after Steve Carell left? I chose not to watch. I didn't either. Lex, did you watch it? Nope. Okay. Um, who was, who was uh, there was a series of, you know, Oh, there bosses, were a whole bunch. Right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, I'm surprised they decided to stay with it. James Spader was there James for a while. James Spader. Um, uh, who was the Who's the guy who's Luther? <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped watching it. Who's the guy who's Luther? I don't know. Oh come on, I don't. Idris Elba. I don't know. He was in there. You don't know who Idris Elba? Is? No, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't know. You guys both look at me like I have but three heads. How can he not know? I don't, who I don't know who he is. What's I mean, it? he's he's so outstanding. You'd love him. I don't know who he is. Um, you mentioned David Caruso. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think um, I think that for we're going to see what happens with For All Mankind. What do you mean? Well, on Apple TV. See, I, because mm-hmm. they're they they've stopped it at a crucial place, and oh, now really? with the writer strike, I'm not sure when they're going to pick it up again. But that could either go it could go one of two directions: either really outstanding. Or it could end up on this list. Interesting. You know what? Um, to me, there's too much TV. It is a lot. It's too much. It's a glut. Yeah, well, it's the golden age of television. Well, maybe. There's something to be said about three channels. Oh, my gosh. There is. Sean. There is. What, so we can all watch CSI? Because remember, you know, Dayton. I, mean, I, remember, no, I remember going into, like, you know, talking to people I worked with after Seinfeld. Yeah, yes, I love Everybody that. talked about it. I love Every, that. Blah, 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 blah. Everybody's yeah. watching the same thing. Right. Now, no one's watching the same thing. There's like 7,000 different choices, more than 7,000. I love it. Uh, it's too much for me. I love it so much. That's why I choose to watch movies. I found a new show. Oh, jeez, I'm super into it, you guys. Um, okay. I was up way too late watching it last night. So this is a radio ad, and I wanted to tell a story that proves that sometimes bad moments can often lead to good moments or opportunities. But my story was about 30 minutes, so instead, here is the headline. Loving family's beach vacation is ruined by a flaming lasagna and nephew vomiting on gate agent, only to be saved by the most meaningful staycation ever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and bad creating some good is exactly what we're seeing right now. Interest rates are not great, but... They have finally brought home prices down, at least for a bit, creating an opportunity. 
which is why we're seeing thousands of listeners across the country looking to buy the new home now because the price is forever with the plan to refinance the rate tomorrow when rates settle. If that's you, please know that we have a direct lender advantage that can often save you lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does Jandy Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And Jandy Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-583-0141. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-583-0141. That's 800-583-0141. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Okay, this is really strange. Scientists have witnesses have witnessed the first stages of a, a common accent developing in, of all places, Antarctica among its ever-changing population of scientists who spend months together in research stations on the isolated continent. Here's the weird thing. Antarctica has no native population or permanent residents, but it does have a transitory community of scientists and support staff who live there for part of the year on a rotational basis in the summer months. Okay, yeah. There are typically about 5,000 people who live in Antarctica. Wow, really? But in the winter months, it drops to just 1,000 people. So while most scientists are there to study things like climate and biodiversity, the extreme living environment has created a perfect Petri dish, apparently, to research certain aspects of human behavior, culture, and sociolinguistics. In 2019, uh, 2019, a team from the Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich studied the phonetic change in accents among the 11 people who were winterers recruited from the British Antarctic Survey. This included eight people born and raised in England, five in the south of England, three in the north, one person from the northwest of the United States, another from Germany, and lastly, an Icelandic person. They recorded their voices at the beginning of the study. 
Then they made four more re-recordings at approximately six weeks intervals. During this time, they were working closely together, socializing with one another, having limited contact with the outside world. Over the course of the stay, researchers noticed significant changes in their accents. One of the main shifts was how the study group started pronouncing their words with longer vowels. Furthermore, there was evidence of linguistic innovation in the group. Towards the end of their stay, residents were pronouncing the O-U we sounds like those found in flow and disco from the front of their mouth as opposed to the back of their throats. Hmm. The changes in the accents were subtle, but significant enough to be acoustically measured and even predicted by a computational model. So they're saying too short of a time for us to be together to make a true accent, but the group together spending time together. They were kind of creating their own. Yep. That's so weird. So that, I'm not sure if the article says this, but is that, was it like an amalgam of all of their accents from their other places? Yes, exactly. But they, and so that they were created something new from that. Yep. <gasps> they were kind of leaking their vowels and consonants into each other and creating new groupings. Isn't that wild? Oh, that's fascinating. It sure is. I'd yeah. love to study linguistics, yeah, I think. language. Yeah, like how do things like that develop? Yeah. Well, apparently it's happening in Antarctica. Maybe at some point, you know, we'll hear more about this. A couple years ago, impactful wasn't a word. Impactful? Now it is. Mm. It sounds weird, don't you think? I don't think it sounds fake. Have an impactful evening. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.